Hey guys, welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. You got Mike, you got Massey. I'm just thrilled to be here. 7.30, record time. It just speaks to the movement and enthusiasm that Massey has for life. Your screens aren't stuck. <laughs> this is really my face. It's just him. Uh, all right. Yeah. Welcome. It is hey. Monday. I think we're all feeling it. Easy, especially I'm feeling, feeling it. Oh, yeah. What was he saying before camera, Mike? What did he uh, say? So what did he say? What, how, what is old to, to eat? He, he said, by the way, he's 20. He's 20. He was like, I feel like I'm 32. <laughs> oh. I, made, I made a comment. I don't want to hear from a 20 year old what tired is. And he goes, man, I feel like I'm 32. I feel like I've been married for like five, five years. It's <laughs> just, oh. He's sitting there like you punks. Well, he told you... us he wasn't going to talk, so we got to talk for him. We got to talk for him. Yeah. We got to let the world know how oh, sorry, easy he feels. In the, in the... Oh, now he speaks. Oh, Justified. oh Justified. Here, here, here he comes. Nothing. Yeah, no. Yeah, he, he had nothing. Yep, nope. Where, come on, E, just spit it out. Come buddy. on, this let the world know. It's a confessional. <laughs> Both of these very lovely gentlemen behind me have lived my life twice over. Dang. Well, close. I'm me. close. Yeah. Hey, can I am. you turn up my headphones? I turned those down when I did a podcast. I noticed. I was wondering why, <laughs> why was I not hearing anything. It's my fault, guys. Listen, we're we're really tech techie <laughs> here. I, I I want you guys. Ooh, mine's a little hot. To know Turn my headphones down a little bit. I I that's good. So that's why we're just techie, kind of. Well, you're getting high there. Yeah. Are you good? There we go. There we go. There we go. So <clears throat> I was on Alex Newman's show. Shout out to Alex. <laughs> Shout out to Alex, man. It was a fun little uh, fun, fun little uh, time to spend with him. Uh, and so he's going to be on our show again, dude. We had yeah. Joe Zupitz come on last minute. Last I saw week, that. Right? It was a cool show because yeah. Carrie was like, she's really big on this prophecy stuff and like prayer stuff. And Joe, I tagged Joe. I was like, man, you guys got to follow this ministry. He's like, hey, blah. I was like, you want to come on? I was like, yeah, sure. We went another 45 minutes. So we went an, like 45, 50 minutes and then yeah. another 45 minutes. And it was awesome, dude. Holy like people got cow. ministered to. Right. So yeah. the comments went up because of Joe, too. Right. And so like <laughs> the end of it. He and my wife were like, I got to pee. <laughs> They're sitting here, sorry, airing out their laundry right now. They're like, I got to pee, man. I was like, ready to go. You got to gone three hours, man. It was yeah. so fun. It was so fun to have them on. So check out that podcast from Friday. Friday. It was Friday's podcast. It was really good. Uh, brother Mike was up sowing his wild oats. And Whoa. <laughs> you know... There seems to be a way that rumors get started, and this That's may it. just be that way. Social media, man. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. So I'm just I'm starting the social media post now. <laughs> Mike sows his wild oats. Yeah, yeah, there you I'm, go. Make this your Facebook oh. and Instagram post. Mike was out perusing. Perusing. He was perusing <laughs> in where were you, Michigan? I was in Ohio. In Columbus. Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. With all the Amish. Took on a completely different context. I was sowing oats with the Amish. <laughs> I was farming. <laughs> All those apple pies he stole and horse and buggies. He got the slingshot in my back pocket. The one horsepower horse buggy. Damn. <laughs> he was hitting the streets being gangsta. 
<laughs> rolling up. And I'm the one with homies. the gun. Boah. <laughs> it, so, Mikey, I, what, you you were you were. I was at a wedding. Oh, and we all know what, how that's, we, that's know, what we call it nowadays. You huh? know, you know, Jesus turned water into wine at a wedding. Yeah, well, he got down to party, man. <laughs> well. Did you turn water into wine? Is that? Yeah, I did. I got to follow in the Christian footsteps. Bring me your your water jars. Did you use, your, did you use your Birkenstocks? <laughs> of course. Mike, I had to wear the uniform. Mike's choice of shoe is Birkenstocks. It's it's literally his tag is Birkenstock. I walk in Jesus' shoes every day. Dude, see, you've had... I don't even know why I'm talking... Guys, you don't care about this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Your Birkenstocks last, like... Yes years yes i have one pair that lasts like literally you take deuteronomy years. serious the soles of your feet <laughs> will not i've never thought about <laughs> yeah, that you literally take the god is blessing your <laughs> soles is. of your feet <laughs> that's a good point yeah no this pair i'm on four or five years i think in the last pair i or either the last pair of the pair before that was five or six years because i've been wearing them since i was i don't know 20 21 i remember they, they last dude they last forever yeah for me my, mine six months <laughs> they start to wear out on the outside because i'm like you know deductive reasoning suggests i'm a podcast listener i don't know massey why because <laughs> your boy is as round as he is tall so that you know those shoes yeah by the end of the day their tongues stick out like oh man that was a lot <laughs> oh anyway so well, so we're so we're gonna talk we're talking he never spoke no he did sorry i got my finger in you oh no that was a different camera you were talking and I forget. <laughs> just a giant finger <laughs> for those of you who can't watch mike's camera is pointed in such a way that if i even smudge my hand you can there see it is it in his there it camera is. like yep. that and i can do little puppets i can do little peace signs i could do like pointing finger i could pick his nose <laughs> So, guys, this is a perfect time to talk about the Torchbearers <laughs> Monthly Club, where we are now raising money for a bigger studio so that Massey cannot pick my nose in different angles. It is true. We need we better, need a we need bigger a, we need a, space. We, we need a bigger space. We need a. Uh, I, I love our space. I think our space is pro. I, I like how it looks on camera and all this other stuff. But you know, I mean, it's the illusion of Hollywood. You know what I mean? You can. <laughs> do anything with a small space so it is very confined it's not it's not a big space and our cameras yep. are are positioned in such a way and our lenses are positioned in such a way to get a really good shot but we need your help fellers and fellettes to get to another like a building like we, yeah it would be office cool space. it would be really cool to have a small office space not to have a, a like a nine to five office space but for carrie to to and, and others yeah. to go to the office and work there do our podcasting, come home to split, you know, cause when she works from home and she brings it home and I bring my stuff home and never leaves her yeah. home. They're, they're, and you want home to be home and not work home. Yeah. So how you said it. Yeah. There you go. That's the self-evident podcast. Yeah. We Illuminating need... and brightening everybody every day. Guys, if you want to donate, go ahead and go to the self-evident truth.com. Seriously. We got a lot of cool things coming up and we just need your help. You know, with ministries, it's always like that. It's true. You just need support, you know, true. especially when we're not touring right now. We're not touring right now because it's like that weird off time. Season. Yeah, it's like a little off season. Some are busy, some are not. I'm that guy that has to go. To, I, I mean, I do church, too, so I can't travel like others. And so Mike's available. <laughs> Pimping me out. <laughs> I am. <laughs> but I can come speak if you need me yep. to. I can, too. Heck, I'll I'll 
host bingo. I'll do that. You need somebody to call out the numbers? I can do that. Dude. Yep. B5. Bingo. B5. You thought you had a good author voice? You got a great bingo voice. There we go. Everybody, E11. E11. We could go like for NPR. Yes. Some, uh, someday we'll Mozart's do an NPR. Fifth symphony. And now, Mozart's Fifth Symphony. Did you know that the composer used to eat Cheerios every day before composing his music. I don't know. What are we doing? I don't know. Let's get into it. So <laughs> what are we doing? You, you are probably carousing, carousing, perusing. Hey, you said it too. I didn't say any of those words. I said you, perusing. Perusing, which means to search. Oh, carousing is he was searching running out around. He was searching out the waste places. He was searching <laughs> evil. So you're probably perusing your social media right now because you're <laughs> trying to avoid this show. But we decided we're going to talk yep. about social media. <laughs> so, Mass, I want you to tell the folks what kind of sparked this topic for your well, boy, Mike. I, so there's there's social media is the place to be especially when in these times mm -hmm. people are so connected and no matter what you post i mean it seems like it could go negative or positive right and i don't necessarily care about the negative or positive because to me social media posts and people commenting on your posts is not negativity that's just keyboard warriors why waste your time with it but and when the people are commenting positive praise god but you're like okay what do we do with that well you know we love that you guys comment and we comment back and, and all that stuff. And even the negative ones I comment back on, it's just one day I was turning around. I was, I was on my phone, something. <clears throat> and it just scared me how long, like how, how deep you can get into social media. And uh, I don't like to use it for anything really personal. You can see my personal pages. I barely post on it's yeah. more of the, the self-evident stuff. And Carrie was posting and uh, Cass was posting for us and, <clears throat> stuff like that well i just realized that dang you know i can't keep doing this i can't keep i can't keep wasting my time i've got too much time I'm, i could be spending with the boys or so i removed it it's been almost four weeks i think probably four weeks now and uh it's been a relief like yeah. just not even the thing that stinks is though i'm the one who knows a lot of the answers so i depend on carrie telling me hey can you go on my phone and, and comment or go on the computer and comment and so because i'm not watching it and so I can go on my phone. I mean, I can go in my office and just pull up Facebook and just scroll through a little bit, see what's going on. But I think the best I realized I don't need it. You know what I mean? And if our ministry is predicated on social media, like if social media goes or not, then was it really called of God? Because did the, did the, did the elders of the faith need it? No, God blew their ministries in the wind. He blew the message of the gospel in the wind. I'm not saying social media is bad. If you know how to control yourself and all that other stuff, I just couldn't. And, and so it got to a point. No, I wasn't falling into temptation. I just, my, it kind of was turning into an idol. And I just, in my heart was like, nope. And I don't know if you guys are experiencing that. I don't have a problem being honest here. Uh, when, when things like this happen, but be having an idol before God for me, uh, scares the crap out of me. And I, and it, it's not, that's not what draws me to the Lord. It just, I don't want that. I don't want anything before God to, to come up. You know what yeah. I mean? So it just, I thought, let's just get rid of it. I know you don't have it on your phone. No, I don't have Facebook, um, Instagram. I never got into Twitter or Snapchat or any of that stuff. And we have all those pages. We right. got Twitter, TikTok. We have uh, Instagram. We got all of it. Yeah. And so, and, I, then, and then also, too, I was getting depressed a little bit because when we would do our podcast, 
every other social media bent was hitting, but then all of a sudden you get to Facebook and it was like 50 views yeah. and it was starting to bother me. It's like, Lord, I thought you wanted us to preach. And I was getting I'm like, what the heck am I doing? You know what I mean? Like I'm not depressed. I don't want to say depressed as in like, whoa, it was me. It was bumming me out. It was changing my mood. I was like, what am I doing, dude? I can't worry about that stuff. You see what I'm saying? Like, did God truly call the ministry or us? And that that's, was, that's where I was. And that's one of those hard parts that everybody, when you, the deeper you go into social media, especially if you're in a business is like numbers, right? Likes, shares, comments, all of that. And, you know, it, it's really hard. I find myself doing the same thing of like, oh, I'll just, I'll just check out the numbers. And that might adjust how I feel that day, depending yeah. on what the numbers did. Right. But you, you tell me about like, I've seen SoundCloud's numbers. Mm -hmm. I've seen it's like, dang, we're doing well. Apple Podcasts, we're, we're yeah. downloading and people are commenting all the time. So it's like we're, we're, we're having success in the sense of natural means. Right. But all of a sudden I'm looking at Facebook. I'm like, dude, what the heck? 150 comments and only 50 views. Oh, I'm getting frustrated. And I'm like, what am I doing? You yeah. know, this isn't the fruit of the spirit. This is nothing to do with the fruit of the spirit. This is nothing to do with godliness. So, you know, and this is just me to you guys. I just, I just realized, no, I, I don't want this anymore. I don't. Yeah. And, 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 and I know me and I know my addictive personality that can be, can be whatever without the spirit of God. So I just, why open that door? Yeah. You know? And I, I went through a little bit of research because I know we've talked about this a little bit, but I think it's important to remember, hey, this this product, we could even call it a tool. This this tool does have effect on you. And so you got to be aware of what is that effect that's going on. So I was listening Andrew Huberman. If you're ever looking for like scientific stuff or, or research or especially stuff about the brain, Andrew Huberman is a great source. This guy is super smart. Like, easy. You're you're nodding. You've paid attention to him as well. Yeah. So he, he talks about this. He says, look, at the initial hit, social media drives up dopamine, right? So if you haven't looked at your phone for a long time or, or you're just getting into social media, the, your dopamine, which dopamine is, is it's an anticipation hormone. Yep. So it's, it's a, a desire hormone. It, it, when your dopamine's rising, that means you're, you're looking outward for what you want. So it drives up this desire in us for something outside of ourselves now, serotonin, that's the I'm satisfied hormone. That's like, I'm good, you know? And if that goes too far, now all of a sudden, you don't care about anything. You know, when it's funny. Serotonin's out of And whack. a lot of people are starting to rise up, and they have for a while, but like against um, SSRIs or... or mm -hmm. um, yep, serotonin. Um, uh, because of how it messes with the ser serotonin. Yeah, yeah, or antidepressants. Inhibitors. Right, right, right. But there you go. <clears throat> but they do that because the serotonin levels are being messed with. Yep. Which opens up gateways and portals and stuff like that. Well, dude, what is this doing to here? Let me say it this way. Is, is your social media a source of your joy and pleasure and rest? And that's, I think that's the hard part to, to get in your heart. And, and that was something that really hit me about social media was I realized I'm looking at it. I'm not resting. Yeah. Well, you your know? rest is scrolling. Right. And so your brain is still active because you, you think about it like, you're doing this. What are you doing? You're looking for that next hit. So you're not, you're not elevating serotonin. You're not actually resting. You're, you're still seeking out that dopamine surge, right? And so is this rest? We think it is because, oh, finally, I got some time. I need to take a rest, chill, yeah. chill. 
and an hour and a half goes by, do you actually feel rested after? So, so can you throw on a caveat about the legalistic side of this? We're not right. saying, we're not saying get rid of your social media or else. That's not what we're saying here. Like, it's not that we're saying, can you honestly check yourself in the mirror and say, okay, this has become a massive part of my life. And where social media dominates your thoughts instead of prayer, mm -hmm. social media, this is for me. Social media was dominating your kind of time instead of resting my mind. Cause I was so tired. I'd come back home, whatever. I would just sit there and scroll. I, I can't do it. You know what I mean? I can't do that. Um, YouTube's also been something I love yeah. watching. There's a couple of channels I follow that restore old cars. I love when they post videos cause they're just, I love restoring uh, that whole process. And uh, that had to be, Okay, let's shove that in the corner, man, because so probably the older people right now are like, come on, you kids. It, it, I get it. But it's yeah. like it's no different than any other addiction. It just this one seems to be the one that nobody really talks about. You know what no, I mean? We and we we always look at somebody else, but especially we look at like the 16 year olds and the 15 year olds and we go, hey, oh, those kids, you know, and and. What I found interesting was, so a 2018 Pew Research study, 88% of respondents between 18 to 29 reported using some kind of social media. Guys, it's easy. He's last show. I want yeah, you to yeah, thank yeah. him for his service. Yeah. So 78% of 30 Jeepers. to 49-year-olds 64% of 50 to 64 year olds use social media on a frequent basis. So pretty much no matter outside of like really young kids, most of the age groups are majority users, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people think, Oh yeah, those 15 year olds, they're addicted to their Instagram and it's making them depressed. I see plenty of 55, 60 year olds that are on every single day, posting all kinds of stuff you know now it is what it is but i'm i'm with you of let's look at it with sober eyes towards ourselves yeah what kind of control and and i think a lot of people think if you're just scrolling it's got control on you but if you're posting you're doing something yeah paul said you productive. Know, yeah paul said in first corinthians 10 10 23 i think it is it says that all things are lawful for me but not all things are good for me i can do it right i can do it but is it good for you when it takes you off your cross? Is it good for you when it takes you off of the prayer time? Is it good for you when it takes your eyes off the Lord? Is it good for you when it takes your eyes off of God's encouragement through the scriptures? Like it says in Philippians, right? It talks about whatsoever things are true, pure, just, noble, righteous, you know, good. Think on these things. If it takes your eyes off those things, is it something you should be doing? Or should you scale it back so that you can get back into that prayer room? So you can get back into that scripture reading because you can you see what I'm saying? Because social media can be good. There's a lot of sermons on there, a lot of preachers, a lot of guys that like us that go out there and preach. But we that's like that's probably five to ten percent of your use. You know, yeah. what I mean, let's get real. Do you want to see the funny puppy that runs into the glass door because it can't see its <laughs> reflection? You know what I mean? So it just again, idle time too. like where's your the idleness of time? Yeah, it's, it's pretty clear in scripture when it talks about being idle. You know, and it's scary. And I think we don't tend to think we do as much as we do. Um, it was funny. I, so Massey and I were looking. By the way, we're not, the we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not evangelists or apologists for this. No. It's not what we're doing. We're just throwing a perspective out there. Right. Uh, Massey and I were talking before the show and I've got in the, in the map, 
the stat that the average person spends over three hours on their phone each day, including approximately two and a half hours on social media. Massey likes, well, that stat's wrong. That's way low. <laughs> okay. I just, from the people I know, I promise you, check the screen time uh-huh. on everybody's phone. Because if you have an Apple phone, it tells you screen time. Dude. You have no clue how long you're spending on your phone until every Sunday comes around. It gives you that. It gives week, you the screen time. The weekly screen time. time. Dude, I got mine yesterday. It said 10 hours. I didn't even realize I was on my phone for 10 hours. For the week? Or for f- the week. What? Uh, not, not for the week. It, per day. The weekly average. Or Whoa. The daily average that I'd be on. 10 hours but see here's why because like i think if your phone's open too it'll count that because oh, you can really? look at like battery rest time that kind of thing right it's yeah. called screen time screen time so like it doesn't say but then it tells you what apps you've been on Oof, conviction guys oh, that yeah. really got me was when i saw i was like oh my gosh you know what i mean like i'm spending three four hours a day on facebook instagram yeah. uh, the business suite all you know all these messengers, TikTok. Oh, I wasn't really on TikTok. Carrie does that. Or Cass and Carrie, they do that stuff. But I don't really go on TikTok. I'm just saying, like, there's you start to really get like, what am I doing with my time? Yeah. Well, and I, I think that it was usually in the morning or at night, you know. And that's something that I think from our perspective of we're we're content creators, we're producers, right? Uh, I think we tell ourselves a bit of a lie of like, oh, well, what I'm doing is business. I've, I've got to do this. But yeah. I, I do it when I'm doing research as well. I'm, I'm doing research. Yeah. How much less time could I be spending if I weren't reading those random articles that have nothing to do? And again, like we're saying, it's not this is wrong, uh, you know, but you got to catch yourself. You got to be sober and vigilant of what are you actually focusing and paying attention yeah. to, you know? I think, yeah, also, um, it's a good age to be in where the information can get out in all these different places. Like, let's, let's, let's go to the other side. Yes, it's a good time to be alive. We're not just getting our news from the TV. We're not just getting our news. We're actually getting it from real-life people who we yeah. know, real sources and all these things. What I'm saying is even the good things can be perverted, you know, and, and you got to be careful of that, right? One of the things I was reading, I, I'm, I'm processing all this, right? I'm thinking to myself, what tends to get you in, what tends to be a part of your life that brings out the fruit of the spirit where, you know what I mean? Look at social media. Does it bring love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, (laughs) self-control, self-control? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm trying to analyze every aspect of me, right? That's why we go to the gyms. That's why we work out. That's why we do diet, you know, diet, lifestyle changes and all that stuff, right? We're working on it, but it's like the little things matter too. It's not just your physical man it's not just reading the word more you know because we say we used to say this all the time i remember when i was in uh uh 20 21 we didn't social media wasn't there yet you know this is bad i had nokia phone and we used <laughs> to say could could a two an hour long sunday school class on a sunday undo eight hours of indoctrination from a school a day right right so you got 40 hours of indoctrination against one hour of sunday school right could one hour and then one hour at home with dinner and maybe some Bible reading undo what 40 hours of schooling could do. I, I can hear it now. I can hear them. Well, the spirit of God should keep. Okay, cool. But what are you feeding your kids? You can't deny what we're feeding our kids, right? In the same way, could your hour of Bible reading and prayer undo eight hours a day of what you're feeding your body on Facebook and Instagram and yeah. YouTube. And I'm just asking, because you're going to get hit. So what you feed on is what you become. I know people down south, you know, political zealots. 
that's okay if that's your calling. But man, they get wrapped up and they go on these bunny trails and different things and all this. And then all of a sudden Q was really huge and they followed that and Q led them all astray and all this stuff. You know what I mean? And, and, and it, it just, all this, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Could, could an hour of you spending time with the Lord undo all that time you're spending on everything else? Right. You know, No, you're absolutely right because you are what you take in. And as, as a, the old adage goes, right? You are what you eat. You think about it, if, if you, let's say you work out really hard, right? Which you, I do. You're, you're working out like Massey. <laughs> so you, you're working out and then you go home and you, you eat a bunch of cake. You be, eat Cheetos and a couple of pizzas and you're drinking soda all the time, which is not Massey. I can attest to that. But you, you're eating all of this junk, right? And they're, you'll hear it in the fitness community. You can't outrun a bad diet. And I think we convince ourselves, oh, well, I ran on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Oh, I prayed for 30 minutes. I'm good. Yeah, but then your your diet is eight hours of junk food. Your diet is eight hours of social media and the world and what the world is saying. All of a sudden, are you actually defending against Truth. what the world is trying to put in you? Um, one of the, so Wednesday night, I I I was speaking and I said something that had hit me earlier that day. So the verse, the eye is the lamp of the body. You know, I've always seen that as the eye represents what is in the body, right? So like a person with, with bright eyes, you know, there's just a spiritual bright eyes about them. And maybe that's the case. But what hit me was, no, it's the eye is the lamp into the body. So what is going on outside the eyes towards it is what is either lightening or darkening on the inside. So if you are consuming with your eyes all kinds of darkness, all kinds of, of evil and wickedness and, and things that are distracting from the Lord, it produces something in you. Mm. It, it reflects into you, right? And so I think a lot of times we decide, yeah, well, I did my prayer and I, I read my Bible for 20 minutes and so now I'm good. And we don't look at the long game. And it's so important to look at the long game and anything is Truth. like, what are you consuming in? I love that. All right. So um, I've been reading this book by Jefferson Bethke. I don't know if you know that author. No. Um, so really awesome Christian author. Highly recommend him um, to anyone listening and to you, Mike and Massey. Uh, but the title of this book is called um, To Hell with the Hustle. And the whole idea Whoa. behind it Whoa. is <laughs> heavens. <laughs> Oh bless your heart. Oh bless your heart. <laughs> but the whole the whole idea behind it is the fact that we are so we are gorging ourselves on information, whether it be helpful or whether it be completely useless. I mean, think about it this way. Farmers back in the 17th century didn't have to worry about five tips in order to make their skin glow or <laughs> DIY, <laughs> DIY tips in order to have longer lasting like good health yeah um and the more and more you were talking about this the the eyes are the lamps into the soul he was very much talking about um what was it he brought up this whole idea with the fact that first off if you're continuously scrolling 
you are literally scrolling your life away. You're not concerned with your own life. You're looking at other people's lives and comparing your own life to yeah, consuming their life. Yeah, completely consuming yourself in that. And oh, there's a there's one point that just escaped my mind. Well, if it hits you, but I I I think that concept of consumption is so important. You know, I think about that. If ever I'm sitting in front of the TV or anything like that, my honestly a conscious thought is, okay, how much am I consuming? versus how much am I producing? Yeah. You know, and, and that consumption is very passive and it's just, and you look back and you realize I'm, I'm kind of just frittering away life. Um, I'm, I'm watching life pass me by, you know, and why is that? Because I'm getting the, the dopamine hit. I'm getting the, the hormonal reaction that satiates me, but it doesn't really. You right. Know? And I got it. Okay. So what was considered a miracle drug back in the 40s coke true coke was considered this amazing product that if you have it you'll feel amazing if you're in pain you take it don't worry about it you won't feel a thing it's amazing for you they started putting it in wine they started putting it in soda they put it in everything it took them upwards of maybe 35 to 50 years rough estimate to realize oh this is killing us yeah oh we haven't even had smartphones because social media yes while it existed on computers back before the smartphone era started you still had to sit down and be at a physical location in order to use that and yes like that can consume a lot of time and all but it's it's so much more dangerous to have that very thing with you at all times in your pocket and he made the comparison jefferson bethke made the comparison to the fact that we are using an unknown drug with unknown side effects we haven't even tested it out we can see the fact that it's negatively affecting the current generation every generation that's currently using it it's negatively affecting it but it's also positively affecting it and and the stats are really showing that out especially on instagram they're they're finding elevated rates of suicide especially among oh, teenage yeah. girls you know and that's the the consequences over the long term I mean, we have no clue it's just like that that whole v word stuff you know like i don't feel like killing us on the algorithm well, by saying it you know but you, you, the, the long-term study stuff yeah. has not been done you also have this on the second page here um is um you were talking about here positive attention on social media for example affects multiple parts of the brain According to an article on social cognitive and effective neuroscience, uh, neuroscience uh, accruing likes on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram causes activation in brain circuitry. No, cir- cir- circuitry. Circuity. Brain circuitry. <laughs> circuitry. Brain <laughs> circuitry. Implicated in reward, including this uh, stera- steradium and. Can you read that? Ventral tegmental area. Regions also implicated in the experience of receiving likes from others. This is what Facebook does to you folks. You can't read. <laughs> so this this VTA, it's one of the primary parts responsible for determining reward systems in people's bodies. So when social media users receive positive feedback, their brains fire off dopamine receptors, which is facilitated in part by the VTA. In other words, when you get likes, you get comments, you get stuff like that. Reward. Dopamine hits. Well, it, right? it, you preached Wednesday night, Matthew 6. Yeah. Right? You were preaching out of Matthew. You preached out of – killed it. 
by the way, but you preached on Matthew 6. Where do you lay your treasures at? Where are your treasures at? If my yeah. treasure is truly in heaven, it only matters what he thinks. The issue with social media and wanting these likes is they will sway. They will sway how you function, oh, what yeah. you say, how you say it, because you don't want to say it the wrong way. And, and there are, yes, do it in love. Tell the truth in love. But it's easy for you to like sway your mind and sway yourself and not say it and do it the way the Lord told you to do it. And you can justify things, but really we can ease what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in somebody because we're worried about getting more of a like than a negative. And so when you're after the positive things, because we all want to be affirmed, that's, that's, <clears throat> we all love that. It doesn't matter. I don't care who you are. Everybody loves an affirmation and people get scared of affirmation. They're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to, I don't want to be prideful. No, they're just affirming you, right? They're, they're yeah. affirming you in the faith. I think that's what's scary. When you were talking about Matthew six uh, the other night, it was like, wow, you know, do, do, where where do we? And I'm, I'm looking up scripture now, but uh, do, where do we store up our treasures? Where is our where's our eye fixed? Right. And First Peter five five it says, "You younger men likewise be subject to your elders, and all of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another." Humility. What's it about? Is it about your personal gratification? Right. It says, "For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble." Right. It, it, it's it's not that you're posting for the you know what I mean? Some will post for the just just because they want to keep people informed. That's what Facebook was originally for. Right. Keeping everybody connected, connected and plugged in. And then we found, oh, this is a good political move. We could use politics. Then it became divisive. Right. And now you're looking at people's photos. And because of all the division, we have negative views of people or positive views of people. And then you get sick of that. So guess what they do? They start to just get loose on things, right? Now you're seeing half-naked people on there. You're seeing advertisements. You're seeing all these, right? You see what I'm saying? Uh, these little, uh, when I was watching them, I'd go scroll through videos of politics and sermons. They would throw one in there with like beach girls. And it's like, I don't want to see that, right? So because they, they have to keep putting something out there to make it interesting. Yep. So then YouTubers, right, make it where they got to up the ante again. And they got to keep going up and up and because you're not fulfilled. If you're not fulfilled in your heart, dude, you're just going to keep scrolling. That's why people scroll. I'm sorry. That's why they do it because they're not filled up in here. They're not getting in here what they need. And if you're honest with yourself, because I had to be, this is just me, right? That's why you keep doing it because I'm not fulfilled in what I'm doing. I'm fulfilled in that. I'm fulfilled in those little, you know, anyway, yeah. um, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, the, what's that, that it was a documentary. I think it was on Netflix. Uh, social dilemma might have been it but they they were interviewing kind of the some some people from inside social media silicon valley all of that and one of the guys they were interviewing he he was the one who created the infinite feed or the infinite scroll so google used to have pages you know you click page two page three and then they started going to like an infinite feed and just continued to refresh <laughs> he said it was his biggest regret because there's no break there's no cut off there's nothing where you can kind of snap yourself out of this process and and heck i've i've deleted youtube's app several times and then had to put it back on under the guise of work right <laughs> and what happens is that infinite feed scroll kills me you know if we're being honest like that's that's my my what bailiwick or whatever is like i'll sit there and it's always under the guise of like, I, I can do some work and find a, a YouTube video that that'll help me kind of do some yeah. research. Yeah. And 
30, 45 minutes later, <laughs> that, that was not what ended up happening. You know, <laughs> I can't deny, you know, you're sitting on that toilet. You got that right. phone, it, boy. You're on YouTube. I'm just saying, like, hey, what a place to scroll. Oh, yeah. And then you end up sitting on the toilet for 30 minutes. Your, Your leg numb. goes numb. <laughs> You're like shaking it. Like, I got to get off, but I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long can I deal with my leg on pins and needles while I stare at my phone? You know? And we do it. And it used to be magazines, you know, just yeah. like looking at like I used daily. To, I used to go through so many books because I would read. Yeah. You know? remember, I remember the digest and TV yeah. guide and all that stuff. Right. Like, and now it's just phone. And it's scary, dude. And you have to you have to determine in your heart where my treasure is, there will my heart be also. You have to determine that. For some, it's different. You can do it. Good, good for you, man. Go for it. I I personally can't. And I think it is a real epidemic of people's spiritual lives. It really is. Because yeah. it, it, it will a little leaving leavens the whole lump, man. And I'm realizing that more and more every day. A little leaving leavens the whole lump. Leaven, leaving, whatever you want to say, leaven. The Chinese have a proverb where they said a single grain of rice can tip a scale. That's how that's how precise they were in measurement. A single grain of rice can tip a scale. So I just I don't want that. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and I'm not perfect. OK, I'm not I'm striving for things I can't that I know are almost impossible. It's like, yeah. Lord, but I'm striving. I want those things not out of a fear, but just to be a good example for my boys. Like, I feel terrible this morning. I said, hey, we're going to go. I said, we got to get up early, though, because I got stuff to do. I feel terrible about this. And this should be being honest. I can't let my boys down. Right. I felt I let them down this morning. I forgot to get their tennis balls because we had to go get some new ones. My butt, my little or my oldest boy wants to go learn basketball. Well, your boy, you can't tell now, but I was a hooper. And uh, so I wanted to teach him some, you know, patterns and crossovers and like how to how to dribble well and like run up and down the court and do your. <clears throat> I forgot the tennis balls and I forgot something else. And I'm like, gosh, I just let them down. You know what I mean? I hate that. I don't want to let them down. Same thing with the Lord. I don't want to let them down. And some may say that's works and legalism. It's not. I just don't want that excuse. I don't want the excuse of, of, oh, well, you know, it, Lord, you, you know, my heart. Is he it, does. Well, that's it, what's wicked. about. Yeah. You. Isn't it funny that we always chalk it up to legalism when in fact it's just actual obedience. passion and yeah. obedience? Because yeah. think about it. Is it legalistic for you to actually come home and pay attention to your wife and put other things aside and spend time with her and love her? Is it is it legalism for you to focus on her and sacrifice where you need to for her? Or is it out of passion, love, respect and obedience? Right. We've got to get out of this mindset that legalism is anything that looks like discipline. Yeah. We've decided that discipline is legalism. No, discipline and self-control are fruits. Those, those, those are outcomes of behavior. And it, it stops being discipline. It, stops be, it starts being – wow, I just lost the word. Well, it's, it's a passion, yeah. right? It's a desire. It it's starts... a priority. It starts being legalistic when it stops being a passion. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, I love that, Mike. I think that was the best line. Uh, we were watching lean on me, the movie lean on me with Morgan Freeman in the school. Yeah. And he said, discipline isn't the enemy of enthusiasm. I mean, that's a, that's a cool line. It's a cool way to say <clears throat> it. When you said discipline is not the substitute for legalism. Discipline is actually what we're called to be self-controlled. Mm -hmm. And I'll probably do this Wednesday because I've been pondering this, this discipline thing, right? 
Psalm 101. I'll just go right into it because yeah, go we're pretty it. much done. No, go for it. I will sing of your loving kindness and justice. To you, O Lord, will I sing praises. I will give heed to the blameless way. I will walk Ooh. in a blameless way. When will you come to me? I will walk within my house within the integrity of my heart. Dude, watch this. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I want, I want people to ponder for one <laughs> second. What does that word integrity mean? What does it mean? What does it mean to have integrity? He says, I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not fasten its grip on me. And how many people, man, how many people put their eyes on things that are worthless and vain? And there's a lot of people, especially now, where you have a lot of these people who fell away from the faith. Now they're using their platform on social media to talk about how bad the church is and <clears throat> verse four, a perverse heart shall, shall depart from me. I will know no evil. This is King David saying this. Okay. Does that sound like legal legalism? Yes. To, to the, to the modern Christian, right? Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him will I destroy. <laughs> no one who has a haughty look and an arrogant heart will I endure. I mean, listen to this. That's convicting. It is. This yeah. is David. This is King David. This isn't the Lord giving us a command. This is David's heart. A man after God's own yes. heart. Yes. My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, and that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a blameless way is the one who will minister to me. Who ministers to you? Dude, this is real. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is heavy stuff. He who practices deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who speaks falsehood shall not maintain his position before me. Every morning will I destroy all the wicked of the land so as to cut it off from the city of the Lord, who, uh, uh, all those who do iniquity. That's heavy. Now we could spiritually say what he's saying here, right? Destroy meaning I'm going to cut it off. I'm done. You want to be in my city? We're, we're going to do everything we can to prevent wickedness. You know what right. I mean? That's just that. I actually want to do it Wednesday night. It's like, I you just should. want you to see the heart of this. Just see the heart of what he's saying. I don't want to be perverse. I want to walk up. It's the little things, the small foxes spoil the vines, right? It's a little leaving. It's just the little things. Be careful. And I'm guilty. That's why I had to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think we need to take that and we need to picture, okay, what is our kingdom? What are we in charge of our home, our lives, our work life, right? Whatever, whatever, you are part of that's your area your kingdom your territory are you expelling wickedness from it because all of a sudden somebody will point the finger and say you're being legalistic yeah you're you're a, you 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 need to be more loving you need to be more accepting it's just the way the world is right for someone to accuse someone of legalism is what i'm preaching pointing you to christ or your works that's a if what I'm preaching Christ to you and pointing you to Jesus and saying you can do none of this outside of the Holy Spirit, then I'm not being legalistic. I'm telling you to discipline yourself. Now, if my if I say, well, TV is an idol and you should destroy it because you need to be right before God. Now, that is legalism. Right. That act is making you right before God. No, his blood makes you right before God. His righteousness, clothed in righteousness makes you right before God. All I'm saying is if we're clothed in righteousness, then put away evil from among you. That's scripture. That's And the reason why people, 
this frustrates me. The reason why people cry out legalism is you don't read the word. You don't read the word. Seriously, if you're not reading the word, you won't understand what I'm saying. A true man who disciplines himself to things like the word of God, it will point out error in your heart first before you point it out in someone else. That's the way it always should be. Preachers should be the first ones to be convicted of what they're preaching. Right. Preachers should be the first ones to be slayed in their heart by the word of God. They should be filleted and filleted, and it should cut you deep first so that God can mend you together. Your flesh should never glory in the presence of the word of God. Never. It's always going to glorify him. That's not legalism, dude. That's his holiness. That's his purity. That's his righteousness. That's who he is. And we can't negate the teaching of holiness right now, especially in these times. Holiness is out the window. Holiness is legalism to walk holy. But compromise, listen to this, compromising yourself seems to be the trademark of the Holy Spirit because we need to be loving. Where, where is that in the Bible? And we can't keep doing this to scripture. Dude, I'm telling you, God will hold it to us. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be guilty of this. I don't, I dare say God won't, I, I've said this before on the podcast and we both laughed about it. I dare say when we, you and I get to heaven, uh, easy E, maybe by the skin of his pants. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, dude. No, when we get to heaven, I doubt the Lord's going to say, man, you were just, you served me too, too much. You were, too you were too, too obedient. enthusiastic. Yeah, for me. you were too zealous for obedience. You were too zealous in the prayer room. You were too zealous in worship. You were too zealous in preaching. You were too zealous. Really? No, I pray he says, well done, thou good and faithful. What? Imagine a butler compromising his boss's wishes. Ooh. I'm his servant, dude. I'm his son. Servant, son, Paul, read about it, right? They're, they're both in context. I, I want to take, take that butler thing a little bit farther for sure. a second. So if you have a butler and he's in the master's house and somebody is in the master's house doing something that, he's, that is against the rules of the master, the question becomes, is he against his master is he is he compromising against his master's own house rules? Yeah. If he's like, oh well, that rule is kind of kind of yes. legalistic. That the spirit of that is legalistic. Go ahead and do this in the master's house. No, the butler is faithful. If he goes, no, 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 we don't do that with the master's trust. We don't do that with the master's house. Truth. We, we don't act that way in Truth. this house. If I've right? truly been purchased by the blood, I have been redeemed and purchased. Right. And I accept that purchase i'm his now right i and and it's this is kind of cheesy but like if the butler looks at you and, and you walk into the house and you go master says no shoes in the house oh well it's fine you know i, I just <laughs> i just like one wear day. shoes it's one day he can't tell me what to do it's the master's house we're obedient to the master his desire is no shoes in the house I still love you. You're still a great person. You're amazing. I, I know who you are, but the master has put forth. There's a reason we don't wear shoes in the house. Now, is that legalism or is that upholding the master's spirit in the house? Right. And, and it's not legalism to, to look at somebody and say, Hey, you need to focus more on your wife. I, I don't know that you should be checking out these pictures of the Instagram models all the time. Right. Is that legalism or is that, hey, I'm pointing you to a better way. 
I, I want you to uphold and uplift the standard. Exactly. You know, because that standard is there for a reason, because the standard is is that's fruitful area for spiritual fruit. Truth. It's it's like us trying to sow in poisoned ground, cursed ground, and saying, well, it'll still produce fruit. Or maybe you put aside the poisoned ground, you go to the 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 healthy, nutrient-rich ground. You say, I am only going to plant in this ground that the Lord has provided for me because I know that will produce fruit. I know. And right? but what everything you're saying is so good. You remember what Todd preached yesterday about digging up the soil of your heart in the trench? There. Oh, you didn't listen? No, I was on a plane. That's a lie. <laughs> I was, was on a plane. He was, he I was. He was already I touched here. down he at, at 11. He he lied. 11, he 11, was all on social media. So there. Times you, yeah, you I was scrolling on the YouTube. I'm not barely making by the skin of my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, yesterday he preached on uh, um, in 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 I forgot the scriptures he used, but he was talking about Jehoshaphat and two other kings going up against Moab, the king of Moab, and it was like he says in the in scripture it says dig the trenches out so we can fill it with water, and it was like holy smokes. How did he get that? I don't know, but it was like, dig the trench of your heart and let the Holy Spirit come. It cannot abide in a place where there's dirt. Right. You've got to dig your trenches. Ooh. It was so good. It's like, gosh, dude, I want all that out. Now, is it possible in this lifetime? I don't know, but I just like, Lord, I want more of that. Yeah. And it's scary to ask for those things because you're going to get revealed in your heart. Painful. Yeah, you're going to see some things in your heart. You're like, man, I really do have that. I really do have this bitterness. I do have this anger and jealousy and all these other things. Man, I do. I'm not as patient as I thought I was. Man, I really don't have that passion, Lord, to read the word and seek you. I need more of that passion to seek you. You know, get real with yourself. You know, it's nothing wrong with it. If you're getting real before the Lord, that's what he wants. So he can transform you. And and you know what happens? And and I think this is kind of the the peak point of all of this. Social media covers up the necessity of getting into that dirt. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So instead of instead of digging into ourselves and getting convicted because it's painful, we we do not like being convicted about ourselves. None of us, right? We don't like to hear that truth that the Lord has for us. So instead, we'll paper over it with looking at social media. Truth. Because then all of a sudden we can look at other people and their dirt. That's right. And then we can feel self-righteous because ah, there's their dirt. And we do it so subtly, so, so subtly, so subconsciously. Nah, I'm just looking at somebody else's post. Yeah, how often do you look at that post and go, stupid? I yes. I do it I, all the time. Yeah. Immediately is a criticism. Other wrong there. That's stupid. Why would you say that? And we're not, dude. And the only thing that happens is that is you become an accuser. And who's the accuser in the Bible? Satan. So what spirit are we operating under is the question. There's a massive difference between calling out sin and accusing. And I firmly believe if you're going to call something out, go to that person. Yeah. If you're just going to sit and accuse you know what spirit you're under. It's it's all unscriptural. Yeah. And that's a scary place to be. That's why I think it was important to talk about this. I didn't know you were going to talk about this. When I read it last night, I was like, hmm, social media. All right. What a topic, but you know, let's do it. I, and, and I know we got to wrap this up, but one last image. So scripture talks about Satan accusing the brethren before the throne. Everybody thinks Satan is talking to God, right? And, and you, Todd, and I have had conversations about this, and Todd's preached on it. Everybody thinks Satan is accusing you 
to God saying, he did this, he did this, he did this. But I, I think it's much more accurate to look at of before the throne, right in front of God, the accusers pointing the finger at you going, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're do knowing God is watching. Dude, think about what we do when we're criticizing and accusing, even in our own heart against somebody in social media. We're doing it before we're God. Doing it wow. Before God. <laughs> wow. We have taken that position of accuser to the fullest extent because we're, we'll even do it with God. We'll go, we'll look at the person, Lord, why are they posting that? Lord, they don't, they just don't understand you. They've got this all wrong. Yeah. And there are people who do things out of the wrong motive. Right. Sure. Absolutely. But is your time to be wasted on that and trying to figure that out? The wheat and the tares, let them grow together and then they'll be separated at the harvest. Right. It doesn't mean don't prepare yourself. <laughs> You're going to know the false prophet, the false teacher and all that stuff by being in the word and being in prayer and being uh, uh, illuminated by the Holy Ghost. If you're baptized in the spirit, you'll understand it. Mm -hmm. You want that prayer life. You want that word time so you can tell the counterfeit from the real. But your your discernment is not to just say he's counterfeit. Your discernment is to say that guy's supposed to be a brother, Lord. Convert his heart. Right. Right. Because I think the one thing about, about Saul to Paul if you notice the disciples and, and the, the people who found out he got saved, uh, they were all like, isn't that the guy that person? They weren't saying that's the guy, the person. It was like, isn't that the dude that yeah, did that? Like he was the one persecuting everybody. Right. And they were all freaking out. They yeah. Were like, what's what's going on? Is, do we trust him? Is he good now? Like, is he just trying to get in? You know, just it was a what's going on here. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so there probably could have been some that were like, nope, I can't trust him. Yeah. But he had to he had to go out and do the thing, right? Do the stuff. And you couldn't deny the fruit. And and so are we supposed to spend our time thinking who's counterfeit or focus on creating good converts, focus right. on discipling good people of the Lord in faith and understanding these principles so that they can walk that out for their kids. Right. In other words, like produces like, kind produces kind. If you're critical, you'll produce critical people. If you're uh, righteous, you will produce righteous people. That's the truth. And I, I've said this to my young adults plenty of times don't pray about somebody pray for them Ooh. <laughs> that Ooh. that can be your litmus test like that's a facebook post right there right? don't pray about somebody pray for somebody get on facebook and say it <laughs> all y'all get on your social media and i want you to post this for the next four hours <laughs> repeatedly all right so uh, we love you we hope you guys got something out hey, of that. Get a, be a torchbearer. Do that thing. Yeah. Get on the torchbearers. Go to the website. We got some cool stuff in the productions. I got a phone call I got to make tomorrow to hopefully move that forward. And uh, you're going to see some cool stuff out of us. But go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Do not forget to check out the blog. A really good one about the V word, um, if I do say so myself. Not not that V word. I said nothing. <laughs> I thought it was the word the, victory. The, 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 the Yes. The, the victory over evil. Uh, go check it out. It's it's really informative. It helps kind of put some pieces together and just ask some good. I'm, I'm just asking questions. So let me know. Let me know what you think. Guys, we love you so much. We'll be back on Friday, 10 a.m. With that beautiful shining face there to glorify the Lord every day of the week. So if you are going to go on social media, pull up this face. Let it illuminate. You know, that zoomed out a little bit, isn't it? <laughs> you're, I mean, your fellow over here is getting kind of smaller and smaller in the background, you know? We're just trying to even things up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Right, Have a great day.